a month or two ago, I asked on the show if it was normal that I have memories of people associated with things that aren't connected to those people. Do you remember that? Vaguely, but honestly, not really. The example that I used was, I think, of an old coworker of mine and his son. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember what triggered it, but it was something that I did every day. It was like setting the timestamp of the commercials that we upload for our show. Okay. They had nothing to, like, the the physical action of what I was doing had nothing to do with the person, mm-hmm. but it happened every single day. Okay. And it drove me crazy. Like a disassociated memory. It, yes. And I, and I got a lot of messages from people who are like, that happens to me too. Like sometimes uh, when I'm in the grocery store and I see, you know, a package of pepperoni that you would put on a pizza to mm-hmm. take, you know, take home pizza. It makes me think of my cousin's girlfriend. No idea why. It just does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ever since I talked about that, I no longer have those memories. Once I said it out loud. That's weird. Yep. And it's wonderful because when I was thinking about this topic here on the show, I really like, I don't even remember what the trigger was. I remember one of the guys that I always thought about, and then there was another one, but there were two people. One of them, I can't even remember. Like, it's so far out of my memory, I can't even remember what it was, <laughs> which is terrific. So I have to do it again because there's another, there's one last lingering one. Okay, say it. Every single time I am editing the show and I insert the at the very end of the show, the music that goes at the end of the show and I pull it in like, so it plays underneath the last like minute of our show. Every time I do that, I think of an old coworker and specifically I think of that old coworker on vacation. That's weird. And I think specifically of where he was on vacation. He's at the beach and I think of him every time. So I'm hoping that now by saying it out loud, that goes away. Hmm. And he has nothing to do with music. He didn't, he has nothing to do with our show. He has nothing to do with whatever. He has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. He wasn't even a, like, he was an old coworker, but he's not even a great friend. Like, he, I don't even, like, I don't even, I can't even tell you where he lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. he's just a person that I saw frequently. And he did have a conversation with me once about the beach. And I think of that conversation every single time I'm moving that audio around. So this is my attempt to purge that memory. If you never hear of this again, that means it works successfully. The upside means living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and speaking of the beach, 
Today, I'm grateful for the anticipation that comes after you plan a vacation. So like, uh, we're gonna go to the beach for Memorial Day weekend and we've put it on the calendar and we asked Callie's parents to, to watch the dogs and we're gonna get to take Ellie to the ocean. And so details still being worked out, but the, the trip is happening. We're going to the beach and I'm excited about it. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for a good day yesterday. My good day. Okay. Well, you know, if you have anxiety or depression or anything like that, you look forward to having good days and good days really are days to savor because right now I think really good days for me are a little few and far between. Completely good days. Like you have, you have good days, but they're relative to some of the really rough days you've had. I have good days, but then I have horrible days. Like yeah. I have fine days and then I have horrible days. And when, yesterday was like almost better than fine. Yeah. Like, like I still had anxiety in the morning. I still, yeah. What did you do differently? So that was a leading question because I know what she did and I think she's crazy. And I almost didn't tell you because I knew that you wouldn't be like, oh my God, that's so awesome. I'm so proud of you, which you didn't, which is why I almost didn't tell you. I did say, I was like, oh, that's good. I know what you're thinking though, because we have this conversation all the time. I, I well, mean, let me say what it is. Okay. Yeah. So I usually get up around two 30 in the morning to get ready for work and stuff like that. I get up, I check my email, whatever, like check in with work. Usually my boss has sent me text messages overnight. So I check my text, respond to her. And then I. Your alarm goes off at 2.30. You get out of bed closer to 3.30. Closer to 3. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to set my alarm for 2 a.m. And I am going to get up and work out in the morning. Now, there were two reasons for me wanting to do that. One is because working out, I think helps with my anxiety. Sure. Because like the endorphins, like it's, I think it's mentally really good for me. Yeah. And number two, I find myself really stressed out during the week because when I get home, I have six hours of like family time slash work on the show and our business time or whatever. And then Ellie's napping for a portion of that. And I feel so rushed that I was like, you know what? There's one thing that I could do to take out of my schedule when I get home and that's working out. Got up yesterday morning at 2 a.m., worked out. I even meditated for 10 minutes. Yeah. I feel that's a That's so a brave move. Did you set your alarm? I actually did because I was scared of falling asleep. And to yeah. be totally honest, I don't know that I would do that again. Like, I think that it's just too dangerous at 2 a.m. to be meditating. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to do that part again. Maybe I'll do like a wake up yoga or something for 10 minutes. But I wanted to get my anxiety in the right place for the day. And I was still a little bit anxious, but it felt really good. And overall, my day went from fair to pretty good. And I think the thing pretty good or great. Like you said, when you, when you got home from work yesterday, you said, I feel great. I feel so good. I feel awesome. Like you were pretty over the moon about it. it. Yes. I did feel great when I got home. There was in the morning, I was very anxious. Like my first hour, hour okay. and a half of work, I was very anxious, but then, you know, the day got underway. I got a lot done and then I felt better. And Here's what I want to say 
and advice that I want to give, because this is something that I practiced. And I think Jeff, you have without knowing it. And it's a really good tactic for anything in your life that if your life feels stagnant, if you feel like you don't like where your life is right now, even if you can't pinpoint what's making you feel that way, it's just, you feel stuck, change one small thing in your existence. So that could be break break up with the dude that doesn't make you happy. Well, it could be, that's one small thing. It could be, that's not small. That's big, but it it could be like, you know, like I did changing your schedule. What you want to do is you want to disrupt the current, like, you know, like stagnant water how sometimes it gets really murky and there's like all this junk in it or whatever. Uh You can disrupt that by running a boat through it or swimming through it or whatever. So all you want to do is disrupt one little area of your life. That could be your schedule. That could be um, taking time out of your day to make sure you get that meditation in. It could be taking 15 minutes to read a book. Whatever it is, disrupt your life. Here's my question though. Do you do that just one day or are you going to attempt to sustain this every day? Um, because my fear. I really don't want to talk. I don't like talking to you about this because I feel like you're so judgy about this and you're really not judgy with me hardly at all. But this for years you have been so judgy about I'm and not, it makes me not want to talk to you about it. My My judginess is not. My judginess isn't about what time you get up. Like when I was doing the um, training for the triathlon, I got up at like 2.45 in the morning when I had to do, or that half marathon that I mm-hmm. did the year after, and I had to do like a 12-mile run or whatever. I would get up at 2.30 or 3 in the morning and, and be out running within 10 mm-hmm. minutes, you know, of getting mm-hmm. of getting out of bed. So it's not the getting up early. It's two things. One – the thing that I'm judging about is your use of the snooze button. So we'll leave, we'll, we won't even address that here. Uh, but two, do you have the discipline to go to bed, to be in bed on time? But I don't know, but that's for me to figure out. And I want to feel free to experiment without you being like, oh my gosh, guess what time it is? Or, oh my gosh, you don't need to get up. You need to change your alarm. You need to whatever. Like, I just want the freedom to. All right. I will not judge. Figure it out because if it does work and it helps and it's sustainable, you know, I would like to try it again. So I'm not looking for two months down the road. I'm saying, you know what? That felt good. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Tomorrow, it might not feel as good. You know what I mean? So. I just want, I worry about you because. I did the schedule that you have for 25 years and I didn't learn until 10 years in or 15 years in how important it is to balance, to, to make sure that you have balance on the scales. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want, because it builds up and you just that, and you'll go, you'll hit like a month where you just feel like crap because you've built it up. So I don't have a problem with you getting up at 2 a.m. I think that's great. I think you need to be really, really disciplined about getting into bed at exactly the time Mm -hmm. or five minutes before the time. And that may be something where, well, since I'm working out, that means in theory that I would have a little more time 
like in my afternoon to prepare for work and stuff like that. So I'm not putting Ellie down and then going to do that. And it might mean that some nights I have to be like, Hey, can you come finish Ellie's bedtime? I have to get in bed. Um, but I think that I can, I just want to get through the week and see how it goes. I want to get through tomorrow and see how, you know what I mean? So I would appreciate the, uh, the non-judgment. My only, I, I am supportive of this plan. Uh, but I will never not be judgy about the snooze button bar. I just, the snooze button. But is- I didn't snooze yesterday. Okay. I got up. I got up. Put, it- I even laid my workout clothes. I got up. I laid my workout clothes. I threw it on. Because in at, in the morning, if you're going to do that, you don't have yeah. time to waste hitting snooze. And I, I knew that. When I used to um, uh, um, what do you call it? Do the early morning runs. I believe there were actually one or two days where I slept in running shorts. So oh, really? So, so you're like, so all you I, had to do is roll out of bed? I walked downstairs and my shoes and socks were there with a t-shirt folded on top of them. I just got up and like, because I knew for me, I knew that if I didn't and I had to go dig around for them or something. You're not going to do it. Actually, I think I did. You know what? Now that I think about it, I did that as a punishment because <laughs> I woke up one morning at like 2.30 to go do a long run and I couldn't like they were they I looked in the top of the in the drawer where they would be. They weren't there. Yeah. So I looked in the top of the dirty clothes. There were none there. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't do it. Like I could have thrown on basketball. Sh- you don't need running shorts. Right. I didn't, I didn't need any fancy apparel or whatever. So I got back into bed. And so the next night I'm like, I can't do that again. So you're going to sleep in your running shorts and you don't have an excuse. And I did that for like two or three times in a row. <laughs> Terribly uncomfortable. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they're like swim trunks. I don't know anything about guys. You know, guys' swim trunks has the net inside because yeah. you don't wear underwear. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you sleep in that, things can all get sort of twisted. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Well, good luck to you. Thank you. Uh, I want to share something. This might even, this is along the same lines, like motivation, encouraging, whatever. I, I think it's, I heard it this morning uh, in an interview with an author And I might try to get the author on this show. Mm -hmm. He said something about starting a new endeavor, like working out or running or eating healthy or all this other stuff that that we talk about, an October Lucian or a New Year's resolution. All these things. He said that if you want to create a new habit in your life, he says it's scientifically proven that it's easier to improve on an existing habit than it is to create a brand new habit. So what does that mean? So if you want to start going to the gym, right? Can you go to the gym now? I think gyms are open. So you can start, you want to, let's say you want to go to the gym. He says you should make it a habit to every single day, get dressed, go to the gym, be in the building for five minutes, maybe 10, turn around and leave. That's it. Don't worry. Interesting. Work. Okay. Don't worry about working out. Don't worry about going to the locker room. Don't worry about finding the equipment. Don't worry about how the equipment works. Set the habit in your brain to get dressed and go to the gym. And that might, I think he would even argue that's too much. He might just say, do one or the other. So they're like micro habits. The, well, no, the, it's the groundwork for a bigger habit. So if you want to be a runner, then 
or if you just want to be outside. I think you mentioned this before because I think you used the tennis shoes like the first day. Just put your sneakers on. Yes, but it's not about it's not about tricking your mind into thinking. Well, I've already got my running shoes. No, on. it's creating a habit. It's just putting your shoes on, walking around your house or walking and then taking them off. Yep. And you do that for like what, two weeks? Yeah, and you do that to create the habit because here's what happens. He said, and this is the part that I thought was so interesting and ties into our show. He pointed out that if your thing is to go to the gym, that's what you want to do. There are so many micro anxieties tied into that you, that you don't even realize. Like do I have to bring my own water bottle or are they going to have water fountains open? Do, uh, what's the locker room situation? Is it a combination mm. lock thing or do I have to bring my thing? Do I have to bring one of those little keychains that I put around my wrist? Is the locker room easy to find? What's parking like? Do I have to wait for equipment? What's the mm -hmm. etiquette on the equipment? All this stuff that you don't realize and that prevent all of those things become obstacles that you don't even realize are there. So he said, just go to the gym because then you're, you can say, I go to the gym every day mm -hmm. and you just, you make it happen. So if you're, and it applies to anything, I thought it was so brilliant. If you want, I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to just make a plan to every single day, go for a walk, 10 minutes. That's my, that's, um, but that's too much. Oh, I mean, what do you mean it's too Shouldn't much? Shouldn't you start with just putting your shoes on? I, I mean, I think you start wherever you want. I mean, got it. But so, like, for me, it's going to be walking down the street five minutes and turn around walking back because I've thought about going, like, I want to start walking again and like work being yeah. outside and, and, enjoying it and taking Ellie with me and stuff. I'm like, Oh, where am I going to walk? Which, which direction should I walk? Oh, the <laughs> sun will be in Ellie's eyes. If I walk in that direction. Oh, is the, is, is Roswell road really going to be busy that more? I wonder what I should like all these things. And I realized it. So anyways, the point is whatever it is you want to do, find the most bare minimum starting point and know that that's okay because you're setting yourself up for a good habit. Mm -hmm. If you want to eat healthier, just start with breakfast. And even if you have to have two breakfasts and the second one doesn't taste good, the second one isn't healthy, Yeah, have the first thing that you eat in the morning be really healthy because then you can say, I'm a healthy eater. I start my day with a healthy thing. Anyways, I want to read more and, and share more later, but I thought that was really fascinating. I'm super into it. I read a fascinating article and I feel like I know what you might say about it, but I thought it would make fabulous conversation. It is from The Mail. Now, the title of it is, here's the exact amount of friends you need to be successful. Did you read this article when I sent it to you? I saw the headline. Do you know what the numbers are? I don't know what the numbers are. Okay. The number the, of, wait, the number of friends to be successful? Yeah. In what business? Or like, in, like, are they defining success by like happy life? Successful in life. So like a happy life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, there is, there are levels. What do you think the magic number is for regular friends, which means people you see at like weddings, acquaintances, reunion? Yeah, like acquaintances. Um, three dozen, three dozen, 36, 150. I know it's not, <laughs> there's, I can't remember 150 people's names. Yeah, I don't, I thought that was. 
insanely high. So here we go. They break it down even further. Um, within the 150 in your life. Yeah. There need to be. How many acquaintances do you think you have? I don't know. I mean, I bet I have 30, if that. You think? But I also go to work. So I have more than you do. Right. But even when I was at work, I don't know. I wasn't super social. <laughs> like, I mean, I knew people, but I wouldn't call them friends. I don't think they're friends. People you see at weddings. Okay. Okay, then there is. That's so many. Okay, so how many. That said, how many people do you think they say need to be good friends? They describe good friends as those you'd invite to a birthday party but not necessarily dinner at your house. For me, I guess I don't have the outer loop because that would be the same number. That would still be like th- maybe three dozen people. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just, maybe maybe my number's off because I just don't have time for that bigger orbit, that <laughs> that bigger number, whatever it is. That- well, and right now is a little weird because we haven't been social in so long. Yeah. What's a friend? How many people were at my, uh, the number that they say is good is 50, which I still think is really high. So, How many people were at my birthday? Oh, the, the ga- before, the yeah, gathering. the gathering. Um, it was less than 50, right? Oh, it was easily less than 50. But keep in mind, everybody, most everybody brought a significant other. Mm, you know what point. I mean? Okay. So that was probably two dozen people. Hmm. Okay. Um, then the next category is supportive friends people need. These are friends who would be very upset if you died, which I feel like is kind of a hard thing to say because I feel like. Are these like best friends? Um, well, there's, there's two more levels, right? Okay. So of supportive friends, kind of in your inner circle, whose life would change if you died. I don't know. You and Ellie and Lily, not even Sadie. That's not Just true. You. Like George and Kevin and Richie. Yeah, the world. No, I think you have this. 12 to 15. Okay. 12. All right. Yeah. So right. The, here's the way I look at it is I would invite like 30 people to like a birthday party or whatever, a birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. And then this smaller group, this 12 to 15, these are the ones who all chip in to buy the booze for the party. Okay. That's the way I would, that's mm-hmm. the way I would define it. Okay. Finally. They say you need how many intimate friends, which they define as friends that are so close to you, they would donate a kidney to you. Well, the way this list is going, it's probably 200, (laughs) but I'm going to guess two, five. No. (laughs) Okay. So there's not five people who would give me an organ. Okay. I feel like people, this would be a good time for people to call in and tell us if they're like, yes, totally with this list. No like T bird, T bird. Yes. No way. T bird would agree with this list. I don't think so. Do you agree or do you disagree? 800-434-5454. Here is the magic number of what, um, of Let, uh, let's just stick with the, let's just stick with the top tier. How many they say you need five best friends. I'm going to guess that the average is two. Somebody, best friend defined as someone who would give you a kidney. Yeah. I'm going to guess most people have two, maybe three. I would be shocked. Only call us if your number's higher than five. Of people that would donate a kidney to yep. you? I 
can't even name anyone though. Like, I think my friends like me, but I don't know they would donate a kidney to me. I mean, I think you would. So that I've got one. Maybe. Maybe. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon or Etsy or your own website, ShipStation will funnel all of your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, including your cell phone. And if you're a small business owner or even a growing business owner, you know that time is money. You need to be more productive. I've started doing this. I've started streamlining as much as I possibly can in our business just to free up more time so that we can continue to grow and thrive. You need to be doing that in your business and ShipStation can help. Not only that, they're going to give you access to amazing discounts with UPS and FedEx and USPS, and you can compare on the ShipStation platform which carrier is best for you in terms of delivery time and cost. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies, but with no contracts or commitments. There is a reason ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. Ship more in less time. Just use our offer code UPSIDE to get a 60-day free trial of ShipStation. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com and click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in UPSIDE. That's ShipStation.com. The offer code is UPSIDE. Make ship happen. Here's the thing about buying meat fish, whatever at the grocery store is you walk into the grocery store and truly you never know what's going to be available. You never know what they're going to have, what quality they're going to have. Does it live up to the standards that you like to have for your family? It can be really hard to find hundred percent grass fed and finished beef, free range, organic chicken, heritage breed pork, or wild caught salmon at the grocery store. That is why we love ButcherBox. ButcherBox believes that everyone deserves high quality, humanely sourced meat. And it couldn't be easier. You just sign up, you select your box, and they ship it right to your door every month. So Jeff and I pick our own box. You can also have them curate one for you. We like to get ground beef always because we love cooking with ground beef. We do burgers a lot. We do tacos. So that's super easy. We also keep chicken in stock in our freezer and then, you know, pull it out for the week when we know we're going to be cooking recipes using that stuff. And it makes life super easy. We know we're getting good quality meat and we know that we're going to love what we're putting on our dinner table and feel really good about buying it. Here's another thing to love about Bombas. They always have these super coolest sign-up offers, right? So here's the deal. For a limited time, ButcherBox is offering new members a free essentials bundle in their first box. That's three pounds of chicken breasts, two pounds of pork chops, and two pounds of ground beef all for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash upside. That is butcherbox.com slash upside to get a free essentials bundle in your first box. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. And now that the weather's getting warmer, we got to start thinking about what you're going to put on your feet when you're not wearing socks, like you're wearing shorts and you don't want anybody to see that you got socks on, but you can't go sockless because then your feet stink and that makes your shoes stink. And then you take your shoes off somewhere and people are like, whose feet stinks? Don't 
be that person. Get yourself some no-show socks from Bombas. I have a few pairs of these, and they have literally rethought every little detail of the socks we wear to make them way more comfortable, including those tiny little no-show socks that so often can slip down past your heel and then bunch up underneath your foot. Not the Bombas ones. They have taken care of that problem. They really are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash upside. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash upside. Today's quote of the day is, if you don't want anyone to find out, don't do it. All right, here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, Callie, plug your ears because there's a category, uh, but you don't like categories anymore, so just pretend these are random. Okay. Um, they might all have to do with health and wellness, though. Oh, okay. Uh, know this, one out of five people have health problems, and most of those one out of five uh, have these health problems undiagnosed that come from scented products. Mm. So it's a usually defined as a low-grade allergy from like your dryer sheets or a scented candle that you have, mm -hmm. a coworker's perfume, mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Man, that is something. Does every office have the person who wears too much perfume or too, or the guy who wears too much cologne? I think so. I mean, not right now because our office is empty, but normally, yes. That is something that I don't miss about working in an office is having to be in the same office as the people and you got to breathe through your mouth. Yeah. And then when you do, you can taste it. You're like, yeah, I can taste Dracar. <laughs> Come on, herb. Aren't you, shouldn't you go out there and start selling? Herb. 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 Did I say herb? Uh, <laughs> do you know anyone named herb? Yeah. So that's a very sales guy name. Like herb sells things. Captain herb. He's dead. Well, I know, but I, that's the only person I've ever known named Herb. Actually, that's lying. My dermatologist, um, his name is Herbert. Um, Captain Herb, by the way, is a much beloved traffic reporter who worked in Atlanta for so many years. Oh, my gosh. I grew up with him. Yep. And he um, passed away. It was very unexpected a few years ago. People are still – he has an interstate named after him. Yeah, he does. Yep. Um, okay. So uh, if you have brain frog – frog – Brain <laughs> like Jeff Dollar fog in the morning. Uh, scientists say that you can close your eyes for 30 seconds. I would not do it if you're driving, but if you close your eyes for 30 seconds, you can re uh, kind of reboot different parts of your brain that make you uh, that will clear up the brain fog hmm. or the brain frog. And finally, if you're trying to get in shape for the summer, uh, iced green or iced black tea daily while dieting will help you uh, shed pounds, sometimes twice as many pounds, uh, because there's a compound in tea that will increase fat burn, which will, if you're, uh, if you're following a healthy diet, mm -hmm. so you can't like. Go eat McDonald's and then have a dunk, cup of tea. Dunk double stuff Oreos in your black tea. Yeah. That's not going to work. But if you're eating a healthy diet, um, the compound in green or black tea will help you burn pounds faster. And those are my three random things. I wish that I liked tea. I know that's like a random 
add-on, but a couple years ago, I wish I liked sushi, and now I like sushi, so maybe this year is the year I learned to like tea. There are years, remember there were years that you were, um, you couldn't eat anything avocado or guacamole or anything? Well, that was, that wasn't because I didn't like it. But then your allergy went away. Yeah, but I just don't like tea. Just like I didn't used to like sushi, and now I have a, a taste for it. There was a study at University of Miami, and what they found is that women's pain at the doctor is not taken as seriously as men's. Now, here's why I have an issue with this. Because in my humble opinion, because it basically says women are more dramatic about being sick. Uh, no, 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 no. I totally disagree. I think men are way, way more dramatic than women. Are you, are you sure that you're reading that article correctly? Like it's not reversed? If the stereotype is to think women are more expressive than men, perhaps overly expressive, the tendency will be to discount women's pain behaviors. How if men had to give birth, right? If men had to, to squeeze, a, if men had to carry a baby for nine months and then squeeze it out of their body, how long after the fact would you hear about the fact that that happened? Oh, like years. That kid, 90 years. That kid would be going into fourth grade and dad would be bringing it up. Like, I, and pretending something still hurts. And the reasoning was that men in general, I guess, out in public, out in their daily lives, tend to be more stoic. So if they wince in pain, they must be in more pain. To which I say, be you may put on a better front in front of the doctor, but the man flu is real. Oh, yeah. I do. I can't even disagree with this. I'm the worst. <laughs> but do you actually feel bad or do you just work it up in your head? No, I feel I, for me. Any discomfort is awful. Any discomfort that I can't control is awful. Right. So if I have a fever, I don't care if it's one degree higher, like. It, I'm like, you know, my skin's on fire, my hair's sweating, my fingernails hurt. It's terrible because I'm only uncomfortable by one degree. You know what I'm saying? If whatever, if I, if, if I've got a little bit of a sore throat, maybe the pollen's got me, doesn't matter. I got So I guess the question is, would you express that to a doctor or would you feel like a wuss? Um, I would, I mean, if you and I both had the exact same illness, I think I would be the one who would go to the doctor first. Ladies and gentlemen, the man flu. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Please visit CallieandJeff.com to find lots more upside content and subscribe to Callie and Jeff's weekly email, The Pick Me Up. If you're listening to this on the day of release, it means Pick Me Up Newsletter Day. We have an email that goes out every single Tuesday. We pack it full of good news and funny videos and uplifting content with the hope that it just lives in your inbox. And then when you need it, we'll, we'll brighten your day. We call it The Pick Me Up. And Georgia's own credit union is the sponsor of the Pick Me Up newsletter. And we're so grateful for them for being a part of the Callie and Jeff community. In this week's newsletter, 
Um, I know we've got um, one dog video. We've got one military video that will make you cry because it made me cry. Did you see this? I have not seen it. Oh, it's a guy saluting his own dad and his dad. Oh, like, yes, I did see that. And dad, mm -hmm. I think the Marines. And I, apparently. I think his dad is a Marine. They're both Marines and, and he and the son and it's the son's first official salute as an as an official Marine, and he get and he shares it with his dad. And oh, don't put your makeup on and then watch it. Do it in the reverse. And um, two recipes. Um, there's a peach cobbler recipe in there. And then because uh, yesterday was National Grilled Cheese Day. Um, I put my really simple, but so delicious grilled so cheese. So delicious. And it is not healthy at all, in case you were wondering. No, but um, my delicious grilled cheese recipe is in there. So go to CallieAndJeff.com and subscribe to the Pick Me Up newsletter. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Jen. I'm a couple episodes behind. I believe I'm on last Wednesday's episode. And you guys started off by... Um, talking about leaving the house and how it's so crazy um, to get ready and leave on time and, you know, what am I going to get there, etc. I, oh my gosh, this resonates with me so hardcore. We had our first baby um, April of 2020 and we have just gotten used to not going anywhere because of the virus and the baby. And now there is, um, you know, these feelings of when we leave the house, are we, are we being safe? Oh my gosh, we, uh, what time are we gonna get there? What time, what am I gonna wear? Oh my gosh, I have to get ready. I have to put makeup on. How do I even do this with a baby? It's absolutely crazy. So um, this is actually my first time calling. I listen to you guys all the time. Um, but I just had to share that because we are so aligned and so on the same page. Um, okay. Love you guys. Bye. If you have not yet jumped on the third love train, girl, do it. Do it, do it, do it. I switched out my bras, all of my bras with Third Love Bras. And I did that because I loved the first one so much. Now, they weren't an advertiser that then I tried. My best friend was a huge fan of Third Love, told me to check them out. So I did. So I was a paying customer of theirs before they were an ad partner on our show. They have sizes from AA to I, including half cups, which is super awesome, and bands 30 to 48. When you go to their website, you're going to see the fitting room. So the fitting room quiz focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are perfect for you. Now, I was a skeptic before I tried it. I was hesitant to buy bras online, but I did, and I have never looked back. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they're offering Upside listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 20% off today. Hey, Callie and Jeff. My wife, Kristen, has listened to your podcast since the beginning. and She's always sharing things from the show with me. She doesn't know, but I've been listening for about the last month or so as well. Well, I guess she probably knows now. Anyway. I've noticed there's never any guys on the voicemails at the end. So I'm here to change that and bring some testosterone to the call-ins. Okay, here goes. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Did I do that right? Hi, guys. I was listening to the episode where Callie was talking about a tip for negotiating is to have those 30 seconds 
of silence when the other person has spoken for them to fill in the void, if you will. I'm an attorney, and I do contract negotiations on a daily basis, and we call it a pregnant pause. I can't say that it hasn't ever been used against me, especially when I'm not prepared. So for at least car research or car buying negotiations, do your research. And my favorite tool is to know when to walk away and go home and sleep on it and tell them that you'll sleep on it and be back. Car dealers know that when you walk out the door, it's very unlikely you will return. So they usually will add in some extra offers or options to get you to stay in the door and finalize the contract that day. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. And it's a lot of times you feel like, well, am I doing the right thing? Is this really, is this good enough? Am I good enough? Am I strong enough to do this job? And then you just have to believe in yourself as much as you can. And against all odds, you just say, you know what? I'm going to just put my best foot forward and I'm going to give the world the best that I got, right? Mm -hmm. Anything is possible.